guys, I'm Heather, and I'm the oldest. She's the emotional one. Is it Bruce Dickinson? <laughs> Man, why, the, why? I mean, like, you haven't even read the list. You're like, Heather. <sighs> hey, guys, I'm Ben. I'm the middle child. And he's the practical one. What I, what I need you to understand <laughs> is that you have lost all credibility <sighs> when we get to the cutting stage. Why? Kenny Chesney was your second pick. I'm Beth, and I'm the baby. She's also the swing vote. My picks are great. And and if you don't believe it, just ask me. I won't argue with you because I'm mature. Together, we make the Music List Podcast. We want to welcome you back to the Music List Podcast. We are siblings that argue. (laughs) 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 Sometimes, by God, we argue while making music lists. Uh, that's the shtick. That's what we that's do. That's not just the shtick. <laughs> that is what we do. <laughs> it's legit. So um, <laughs> you'll have to go back and get the disclaimer from <laughs> the last episode. So um, in this episode, uh, oh, and by the way, I'm Ben, and with me <laughs> are my sisters, uh, Beth and Heather. Uh, we are uh, taking on... The best 80s power ballads. We're going to make a list of the best 80s power ballads. And then over the course of time, we will probably get the best 90s power ballads and the best 70s and the best... uh, Do they have power ballads in the 60s? Mm -hmm. I don't know. They definitely had some in the 70s. Yes. Um, And then those continued on into the 90s and the 2000s. Um, And then, you know, what we like to do is when we get a couple of decades or three, we'll have a bonus episode where we, you know, take the the top five from each of those lists and combine them. But today we're focusing only on the 80s. Now, I was born in 1980, and we did not have MTV until when? Uh, It didn't even start till. But we got it when it first started. No, we did. Y'all had MTV? Yes, at the very beginning. By the time I came along, we didn't have MTV. No, then... We lost it in like ninety. We had thirteen channels growing up. Uh, one of them <laughs> was MTV. We had MTV. No way. No, that's, it was that not. Sounds odd. Because oh, twelve was USA. God. Wait, wait, wait. You had thirteen, and 13 and thir- legally, well, or and, you had thir- some more. Well, yeah, and thirteen was the local station with the little banner that said what was going on at the uh-huh. local breakfast. Oh, I remember that. And then on Sundays they would play yeah. the assembly. Gotcha. You act yes. like we didn't have cable until. I mean, we had. We had cable. Maybe that was one of the channels y'all stole. I remember at one point, I, I got really excited when we got Nickelodeon, which was channel 23 mm-hmm. way back in the day. MTV was yep. 25. Okay, but that was, I mean, what, 88, 89 maybe? Uh, before that. I don't know. I don't. I don't remember. That was a long time. I know I was the dang remote control for a long time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and we had a lot of channels at one point. like, you know? And there was one little switch you could turn, like, to UHF, I think is what it was called, and you could kind of skim a couple of extra <laughs> channels. Because you had to go steal um, Spinwheel for me. Pinwheel? Pinwheel? Was it Pinwheel? Spinwheel. <laughs> I, did, I did do some finagling. Yeah. We used to get some stations I don't think we paid for, but that's their fault for not scrambling the system. <laughs> Signal very well. Adjust those rabbit ears. But So... Back on topic, back on topic. <laughs> so today's uh, best 80s power ballads, I don't 
I had to go. Now, I will say that when I was in college, I had this time period where I was going back and I was buying all the greatest hits albums. Yeah, I remember that. So, you know, I bought, um, I think the very first one I got was the, was it, was it Skid Row greatest hits maybe? And then I was like, oh, that's pretty good. So then I went and I got Poison and I got <laughs> Def Leppard. The Def Leppard one was a double yeah. CD and it was really good. It, and um, then I ended up and I went back and got Ozzy and I got, I mean, mm-hmm. I just kind of went through that phase of life. The Motley Crue one um, had a couple of guys that played spades with us uh, next door and that was the first time they'd ever heard Motley Crue. <laughs> They had only listened. They had only listened to hip hop their whole life, and so. But I mean, you know, the the bass in Motley Crue. I mean, and Tommy's just pounding that bass drum, boom, 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 (laughs) boom, and he just fell in love with Motley Crue, and so um, he may have left college with my Motley Crue's (laughs) greatest hits. So you know, I mean, like I don't have a great depth of knowledge, but I know all the greatest hits. There you go. Well, so that is the extent of my. 80s hair bands, hair band knowledge, I guess. Yeah. So, Beth, what about you? You were not born until <laughs> 90, so. Right. Um, I mean, I know, I used to steal your CDs when you were working at KFC. Oh, so you had the same list. So I had some of the same <laughs> <laughs> And then uh, I would put it back before you came home. And sometimes, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes they got stuck in my CD player. And, um... I have a a wide range of knowledge of these from the Monster Ballads infomercial. Yes. That oh. Every bad boy that always soft side <laughs> that always played when I was staying up way too late instead of going to sleep. How so. many songs did y'all learn from Time Life commercials late at night? A lot. And yeah. then I I don't know where I learned the verses to a lot of them because they'd only play that one little clip. Yeah, <laughs> but I know that part really well. There yeah. were some that I had memorized the whole like four you know because the, the Time Life would run those com- mm-hmm. those infomercials like every night. You know, yeah, over you, and over and then over. You'd be surprised when you heard the song in its entirety, though, and you'd be like, "That's not the part that comes next," because right. it was some part, yeah. from uh-huh. some other song. Yep, that's about it, Heather. Well, this is my golden age. <laughs> in 1987, when you know hair bands were really, really in full swing, I was 13. So this is my the time of all my. Teenage drama and heartbreak and hormones you know, are raging. Man, love songs, and then a week later, a breakup song, and you just sit in your room and cry, and you plan your wedding and with what cool songs you were gonna have. And I mean, this is the soundtrack to my to my teenage years. So you were hiding tapes that you weren't even supposed to have. <laughs> <laughs> Pro- tapes. Tapes, cassette, uh, cassette yes, tapes. Accurate, yes. Yeah. So, I think I got my first CD in like nineteen ninety. That's probably about right. Um, I was still buying cassettes because, like, I bought. Um, this one's gonna hurt you. That was the first tape I ever bought, and it was it, Marty Stewart, and it was. Uh, that was probably around 1989, 1990, maybe 91. I yeah. mean, but so I know tapes were still a big deal mm-hmm. for a while. Yeah. I mean, cars came with cassette decks 
and CD players for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so like, uh, you know, you go buy a car today, they don't even have CD players. Right. You're just expected to have iTunes or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, power ballads. Yeah. Power chords. Big <laughs> part of this. <laughs> right? Um, what, well, what, what, what? Go ahead. Well, I mean, the, the question is, is, you know, we, we kind of, we talk about what do you look for in your list? Um, you're the resident expert, we'll say, I guess, on the, on the hair bands. And the list is almost certainly going to be populated with glam bands, hair bands. Probably a lot, yeah. So, I mean, what, what's, what's your, what, what was your, you know, kind of criteria? What were you looking for? Or did you just say, by golly, this is my time period? And I picked the songs I like. Uh, well, oh, I had more songs than I could fit on even my long list. So, um, the the power ballad really kind of carried over into the early '90s. But of course, we stop at the at the decade mark. So, um, I had to go back and change a couple of things. But kind of the formula with a lot of these bands was they would put out a big hit, and then their second release a lot of times would be the power ballad you know they kind of hook you in with an upbeat deal you know and then follow it up with their power ballad i i looked up some definitions i know what my own definition is but um just for the sake of definition uh it's the internet says it is a slow rock song with a strong emotional vocal delivery and typically a grandiose production, which all of those fit. It would just be a ballad if it didn't have a bit of a, you know, extra layer of production and instrumentation and, you know, it would just be a... You can't you can't play a power ballad. Well, you can on an you know just one guy on a, on an acoustic guitar and I've seen it done but it is definitely not the same as right. the big production that you get. Beth, um, was it released in the eighties? That's a criteria <laughs> for me. Um, and then I just I'm kind of looking at bands who typically are releasing not ballads, right? Like. Um, like the gl- mostly glam metal bands and stuff like that. That was kind of, are most of their songs like <laughs> I don't know, rock songs? I'm like I don't I can't I can't um, <laughs> uh, make this hand motion in words. <laughs> it's the it's, devil hand. It's, it's the devil the three horn. sixes. Is what but you're are, <laughs> but like You're rock songs like that that are usually fast paced and then they release something that's slowed down. That's outside. It seems outside of the norm for that band. Um, and usually with kind of like soaring vocals and things like that. Most of mine do that. I have one that doesn't. Really one that doesn't. Right. I, you know, I, I'm a big... It, with with most metal bands, and I use, I use metal somewhat loosely here, yeah. but um, one of the big hallmarks of metal music or hard rock music is the guitar playing. I mean, you, mm-hmm. you almost have to have a really good guitar player. The exception to that is the ballads are not necessarily known for having that 
great. Now there are going to be. Oh, I disagree. I mean, there are, but it's not this. It's not shredding. No, but it, the solo is. There's a, a, there's is a huge always deal. there is always a guitar solo, but it's not. It's a little uh, more to me, lyrical. To me, it's not as important than... as it is in the other. Mm-hmm. They're more they're more typical stuff. I mean, like a lot of these. Well, I mean, they'll oftentimes they'll start with like this acoustic kind of start, and then they'll go into the mm-hmm. electric stuff. You know, yeah. that's kind of a deal that a lot of them do, and you know, it's so with ballads. What I really want to see is I want to see a good vocal. I love guys that can just sing mm-hmm. the heck out of a song on a ballad. You know, if the if the definition on the internet is an emotive vocal. I want it to be emotive. I want to be able to feel the emotion, but with if you if if the instrumentation part is not as important, I kind of want the vocal to be able to step it up a notch mm-hmm. and carry the way a little bit. Because mm-hmm. by and large, and I don't mean this negatively, but these were not Shakespearean. <laughs> level lyrics that we're talking about in the glam well i you're getting your feelings hurt i understand (laughs) but i mean we weren't we're not talking about the mccartney's or the henley's or the dylan's writing the lyrics here right they wore spandex and they wanted to have new girls every night (laughs) and they spent a lot of time boozed out coked out they were living, you know, looking for a good time. Nothing but a good time. They <laughs> literally, literally wrote a song about it. <laughs> right. You know, so the the high-level lyrical intelligence is not going to be as high with this particular set of songs, I don't think, than it will be with some of the other uh, yeah. lists they're that usually, we have done. They're usually love songs. And, and so... so in order Limited. for me, in order to really make up for those deficiencies, mm-hmm. the vocal has to be dynamite for me. Okay. So, as it were, the draft order is me, Heather, Beth, and then round two, Beth will start us off, Heather, Ben, and then Ben, Heather, Beth. So... My first pick, we talk about a really good vocal. I'm sticking to that, at least with pick number one. There are not many guys in any genre that can do it like Sebastian Bach. Oh, gosh, yeah. There's a little bit of a guitar solo. Oh, this is an amazing guitar solo. It's a good guitar solo. I mean, it's not like amazing. I, well, I'm agreeing. It's a great pick. You think he's just kind of gliding away? Oh. And then he, he's going to decide to punch it. Here we go. Oh, 
hold on. Go at it again. Right here. So what, what's really hard with power ballads is to maintain an intensity. Oh, this part right here. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's really hard to maintain an intensity in a power ballad. Yeah. But, and Skid Row, I think, gets a bad rap because they get labeled glam rock, but they were a little grittier than your typical, you know, this, I think they were New Jersey, right? I mean, they were based out of Jersey or Atlantic City or something, the Northeast. Right. They weren't, they weren't the Sunset Strip kids, you know, no. they were, they were off in the Northeast where it was a little, you know, they weren't, they didn't grow up watching Eddie Van Halen on the Sunset Strip, and they didn't grow up watching David Lee Roth, you know, doing high kicks, and, yeah. you know, he, they, <laughs> they grew up they on the mean streets. They were 18 in life. They were. I mean, so, you know, and so I've, I've always, like, and I think Skid Row is closer to Guns N' Roses mm -hmm. than they are to Poison or Def Leppard. Mm -hmm. um, and I like the grittiness that that band has and man Sebastian Bach is just <laughs> he is phenomenal at the time he arguably was if not the best one of the top three to five best voices in the game there you that is almost a perfect power ballad to me it was my number one pick and you would be you you just wonder if he had been more mature, <laughs> what would he have? Because I mean, he, he'll yeah. tell you. Oh yeah. I mean, he was he was a kid, and he was he was not a super mature person. And the only reason that that band put up with his shenanigans is because he was so, so good. Good, yeah. And had the best hair. Yeah. Ugh. He had the best hair. Yeah. That, and he, I love watching him now because he still like cracks himself up. He's a goober. He is. <laughs> He's a goofball. 100%. Did you watch? He was on one of those reality shows. Super Group or Supernova or what? No, not Super. That was a different. Was it called Rock House or something? Oh, I don't no. Remember. The one was, where they, they all had. The, well, the, no, it was the they, one where they put them together with like yeah. Ted Nugent. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and they just lived together. Yeah, and, and the they guy, tried to, they uh, tried to make Ian a Superman. And, yeah, yeah, it was a disaster. Yeah. But I mean, he, he looked like, he looked up to Ted Nugent like he was a rock god, though. Yeah. You know, Ted Nugent's hard to take sometimes. He's a lot. He's a lot. Pretty good guitar player, though. Um, no, I that I remember when that came out. I, I think that's the rest song. But he was also oh. in, a, in another reality show where he lived, wasn't he? Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. But like, I. Like a lot, like like, it's almost like a celebrity. The house thing? Like Big, yeah. oh, yeah. Big Brother, Celebrity Big Brother or something. Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah. 
He was a better singer than he was reality show guy. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Heather? Okay. You want an outstanding vocal? I do want an outstanding vocal. I got yes. it. I got it right here. It's uh, This is called She's Gone by Steelheart. It may not be the most prolific band and maybe not even the most famous band, but... Definitely not those two things. Well... This, Great vocal, though. This <laughs> you did get that. <laughs> this guy's insane. He did uh, Miljenko Matjevic. He's Croatian, and he did the um, voice for Mark Wahlberg in Rockstar. Yep. Uh, so here's the beginning, kind of the nice piano intro. kick to the teeth and start the big orchestral thing. Uh, we're, the vocals are extraordinary through the whole deal, but if you'll skip forward where he's doing his chorus thing. Coming out of the guitar solo. Love song. Check, check, check. So, oh, and then a big <laughs> solo finish. <laughs> but um, still hard. They also, they, their biggest hit was I'll Never Let You Go. I think it was on Monster Ballads. But um, I think this is a superior song in every way. To what? Everything. Every song that you don't even know that we've picked. <laughs> no, to, to, <laughs> okay. all, to their other work. To, oh, to their okay. It's yeah. their, their best song. song. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. I was like, that's bold of you to assume. <laughs> Especially since it was my number said, one pick. Since you just said, I remember you was no, number one on no, my list. I, I remember you was my number one. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. My first pick is Headed for a Heartbreak by Winger.
So we've talked before, I think maybe on our um, best frontmen, or maybe it was the best glam metal bands. Did we do that? I don't even remember. But we've talked about Kip Winger before and how he's a, a good vocalist and he kind of gets bad rap. Um, but so we have lyrics describing a relationship ending and, you know, there's nothing you can do about it. So there's all that emotion there. And um, I picked this one as my top draft pick but I, because I think musil- musically it might be a little bit more interesting than some of the others we'll listen to today. Um, Kip had an interesting way of talking about that opening riff. Um, he said, basically, he was just sitting there and it just kind of fell in his lap one day. And he was like, all right, let me play around with this. And he says, once I figured out what I had, I rotated the bass notes around the common tones of the right hand and the keyboard stuff. So he's like, he's talking about tones and then he just says keyboard stuff. <laughs> so it's like, it's, <laughs> he's, he's like adding like music nerd stuff, but also, I don't know, it's just playing. Um, so there was some music theory at play at that song at the end of it. But basically, the riff just fell to me by accident. And then he talks about how it's in Lydian mode. He's like, it's in Lydian mode. So it's out in the zone where we come from. And I'm like, what the heck is Lydian? Do you even, like, you can music note out about that. I don't really. remember which one. I, I don't remember the modes anymore. It's something about ascending line. A uh, seven-tone musical scale formed from a rising pattern of pitches comprising three whole tones, a semitone, two more whole tones, and a final semitone. I mean, it's like nerdy stuff. And he's just throwing it out there along with saying keyboard stuff yeah so i don't know it's just interesting to me that he yeah that he knows enough to compose the riff in that way not just like oh, i was just playing around in it it completely just fell in his lap there was some intentionality to it um so i like that and um yeah that's my pick yeah i mean i think if we ever do like a bad raps oh yeah Band or or group or musician, I think he would probably make the make the list because I mean he's 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 insanely talented. I think that doesn't he do ballet too? Yeah, yeah, really? Yeah, a ballet guy. Yeah, interesting. I think he got dance. He got a. (laughs) I think he got a lot of hate because in the late eighties, like that, he he did he did spin. A lot, and he'd spin around with his bass and everything. But like, he had really, really great teeth and really, really great hair. And all you know, all the girls were like, "Oh, Kip Winger," and all the guys were like, "Oh, so it's a jealousy thing." I think some of it is. That's lame. I think I think he's because you can't deny that the guy has talent. Now his bass lines might not be the most, you know, exciting in the world, but I think he's a talented guy, and I think he got a lot of hate because of how he. Looked and well, and then you know, obviously, the Beavis and Butthead thing didn't do any any favors. (laughs) No, it didn't. (laughs) You know, but that was later. But I mean, like that was that was one of the most rapid descents. Oh yeah, of any through no fault of their own, mind you. You know, like a lot of times bands will implode from within. Yeah, you know they they. Can't get along, so they're not doing another album together, or they have an album that just totally bombs, and nobody gives them a second chance. This TV show, <laughs> poor guys, just ruined them, just because they put the winger shirt on <laughs> that one character. You know, uh, it's just and they have a ton it's unfair, Dagnabbit. 
That's the thing. I mean, if, if you sit there and try to name off winger But they songs, suddenly can... stopped overnight. Yeah. Hmm. You know, the power of the tube. What <laughs> <laughs> it is. Um, all right. I have the... F- you no, do have, yeah, do. have the first pick of the okay. next round. First pick of the next round is Every Rose Has Its Thorn by Poison. <sighs> there it goes. Yep. That was me, by the Gotta way. Gotta have it. <laughs> Every rose has its thorn. That voice. (laughs) (laughs) We both lie silently still in the dead of the night. Although we both lie close together, we feel miles apart inside. Was it something I said or something I did? Did my words not come out right? Though I tried not to hurt you, though I tried, but I guess that's why they say every rose has its thorn. Just like every night has its dawn. Just like every cowboy sings a sad, sad song. Um, so admittedly not the best vocal we're going to have on this list by a long shot, but the song itself is undeniably, you know, in the 80s power ballad range, and it's a very successful one. Um, It's the band's only number one hit in the U.S., which would kind of surprise me that they didn't have any other number ones, Um, but it was at number one for three weeks on Billboard Hot 100, number 34 on VH1's 100 Greatest Songs of the 80s, 100 on the 100 Greatest Love Songs, and then uh, MTV and VH1, it was in their top 25 power ballads. And the inspiration for the song came from real by golly heartbreak. It did, yeah. Uh, So he was listening, or Brett Michaels was in a laundromat in Dallas. He was waiting on his clothes to dry, and he called his girlfriend from a payphone, and he heard a a voice of a man in the background, which could have been the TV. He didn't call it. He didn't verify. I want to (laughs) know. Um... And then no, he wait, was, was it Was it Pamela Anderson? He did date. I don't know if that Pamela if this Anderson one was about her. While, I think. Um, and then so he said he went back into the laundromat and wrote this song. We need to check the timelines on that. I guess we do. In eighty, could have been. It could have been. But now the song. Now the the it, it just happened to happen yeah. before eighty eight. The event. Yeah, I guess right? that's true. I think it was. I think it was into the nineties when she and Tommy Lee started. Oh, yeah. But, but when did she but, date? But when did she break up with Brett Michaels? Oh, though? I don't remember. If it happened any time before the writing of the song, it could be it about. Could her. Could be. Mm-hmm. Let's just say it was. Uh, no, from ninety three to ninety four, they dated. Oh, really? That late? Oh, I didn't know they had a tape as well. <laughs> she barely has a tape. <laughs> she got. A t- <laughs> she got all kinds of tapes. We're, we're cassette tapes. <laughs> she has an extensive extensive collection of <laughs> cassette tapes. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. Okay. Poor Pamela. Well, yes. And <laughs> anyway, the, 
The bl- oh, we don't God. have to play the blame game. Oh, okay. um, Heather, you have the second right. pick of the thread. Uh, my second pick is Don't Know What You Got mm-hmm. Till It's Gone, 1988. Cinderella. Another one with a piano intro. It's off Long Cold Winter. Their most successful Keeper has a very distinct voice. Some people believe that it might be due to damage, which, you know, that's... From the way he sings or from activities? Maybe a little bit of both, but Mm. he certainly doesn't do himself any favors, you know, with his technique. But I guess when you make a million, several million dollars, you know... Then you don't have to sing anymore, and you don't have to keep your voice in fighting shape. But I, I think that he is still making music. He is living in Nashville. I know that because a friend of mine had one of her sons played played a baseball or something with his kid, and so he'd show up <laughs> with his, you know, black number one hair <laughs> hair dye and leather pants and stuff to the ballpark. Still doing his thing. You know, Cinderella was one of those uh, greatest hits albums that I bought in college. And some of these bands, they kind of had to pad their greatest hits albums <laughs> with songs that I feel like we're going to have to define what a hit is. You yeah, know I mean? this this song. Now, this was a legitimate legit song. Legit. And boy, when you are, let's see. 1988, so you're, you know, 13, 14, 15, and you broke up with somebody or got broken up with, and you're in your room, and you don't know what you got till it's gone, and I mean, it's, it's super emotional, super emotional, so, um, and then the, you know, I think the guitar solo's great, and, uh, it's just kind of got that it's it's all the all the boxes are checked for a good power ballad. So Ben. So I'll I, I actually mentioned this band earlier. It's one of the one of the greatest hits albums that I got. And it was Def Leppard and the song is Love Bites.
I was a little surprised to learn that this is Def Leppard's only song to hit number one on the Billboard Top 100. Um, because Pour Some Sugar On Me was obviously a massive, massive hit. And I, I would have, I would have bet not my house, but I would have bet your house that it was number (laughs) one. Inexplicably, like somebody explained this to me, the song that kept it from being number one, it hit number two, Pour Some Sugar On Me, was Richard Marks, Hold Hold On on To The (laughs) Night. Oh, Time the heck out. (laughs) You have got to be kidding me. It's a weird world. But uh, so Love Bites was the only one that hit number one for Def Leppard. To me, it's a really actually very good song musically. I mean, um, I feel like Def Leppard is a band that really did not have a weak link. I felt like, you know, I love bands that have a full sound, like every component is there. Um, bass lines, guitar playing, mm-hmm. vocals. They have really good harmonies mm-hmm. in their songs, which, uh, you know, there are there are some um, glam metal bands or hair metal bands that don't have great background harmonies, but Def Leppard's are usually on point. Um, this actually started off as a country ballad, <laughs> but... Obviously, the band turned that into a rock ballad. <laughs> Mutt Lang got involved with this yeah. particular song, and he helped to develop the harmonies. Uh, Joe Elliott, who's the lead singer for Def Leppard, said that he said he thought that it had an Eagles feel to it and that he kind of likened this song to having the same imagery as Hotel California, you know, like the... You know, that first line on a dark desert highway, cool yeah. wind in my hair. You know, he was just kind of saying that some of the imagery and the lyrics was the same. And the harmony and the harmonies, as far as the actual notes and chords, I can, if you listen to the harmonies, you can say, I, I can kind of see some Eagles comparisons to how they're harmonizing. Where I would disagree is that with the Eagles, or, or in this particular song, the harmonies are almost call and response. You know, so like the lead singer says something, and then the harmonies come in with a line afterwards. Not, sing, But the Eagles, they all sing together. I mean, it's yeah. it's almost like a choral work of four or five people singing songs. But um, So, I mean, I would disagree to some extent. This album is so, their sound is so... Produced, uh, you know well, that's it, that's a quality of Mutt Lang. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Know? And um, and I don't understand why people have a problem with that. You know, like people people have a problem with the when he got involved with ACDC. Oh well, I don't like them. They sound too polished. Or when they got involved with Metallica. Oh, that sounds too polished. Polished is good. No, yeah, there's not a problem with that. The the where you run into, and I would think. I, Shania Twain. He got two involved. You know. Yeah, uh, I, I've never seen Def Leppard live. <laughs> unfortunately, I'm still trying to remedy that. But um, the problem with being in a band, especially a band that tours, once everybody knows you for your songs being so produced and polished, is it's difficult to recreate what the expect expectations are of people when you play live. I've never heard them live, so I can't really speak to that. 
But I just know from even trying, you know, when you discuss even covering one of their songs, it's almost impossible, like, to get their drum sound, you know, because... Well, your drummer has two arms. Yikes. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) You walked right into it. Sean, thoughts? (laughs) As a... Really, 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 really big early Def Leppard fan. The Hysteria album changed for many reasons. Rick Allen losing an arm being one of them. (laughs) And they had to go to electronic drums, which creates a different feel. Um, They went a lot more uh, synth heavy on their tones. And you can Uh, hear that in this song. If you go back to High and Dry or... Uh, on Through the Night, their early albums from the late 70s, they're a hard rock band. Yeah. This, this is more of a pop rock sound. It's not even the same and, as Pyromania. And I dislike it a lot. But that's just, See, I like Hysteria. That, that's personally, that, that's but, just a personal thing, but uh, I'm a very big Def Leppard fan, so I couldn't be quiet. I mean, but if you li- if you listen to, to the album as a whole, it, just the whole production value is completely different. They, but, and I... I love Love Bites. I think it's, I think it's a great song. But, but my, you know, my I guess my my I don't like it when people say they sold out because they suddenly get an engineer that knows what they're doing. Right. That's yeah, not selling out. That's making your product better. That's like people that say, yeah, okay, we're, as soon as we get to the Black Album with Metallica, yeah. oh man, they're not any. Are you kidding me? Those songs are great. Yeah. On that album. That's a great album. Just because they were smart enough to go send somebody to do voice lessons and because they actually got somebody <laughs> that happened. That happened. He took voice lessons before that out before the uh, black album. Yeah. Um you know, they they get an engineer and uh, or a producer that under that has more tools at their disposal that's not selling out. That's now I have more money to put into the project. Yeah, but yeah. Bob Rock also produced St. Anger, so there's that. Oh, wow. That, oh, that my keeps... gosh. Go watch some kind of monster and just... The producer oh. will be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> I have very strong opinions about this stuff. He does. He does. But I, I think you know what, what happens is a, a lot of times bands will lose their grittiness factor because it's... It's more balanced, you know, because they get a they get a producer or somebody working the soundboard that can take some of the and you know maybe some bands just sound better with the impurities put in. I mean that's possible, but it's not that the band sold out or that the band's not as good. You no, know, I, I it's agree. just some bands may sound better with that gritty, you know, action in embedded in, but. You know, I just, I, I, I always I kind of ruffles my feathers a little bit when people say, oh, well, they hired this producer and they sold out. You know, what did Metallica say? Yeah, we sell out. Yeah. Every, every arena, every, every time we play. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so um, I, I, I may be in the minority, but I actually, I love the whole Hysteria album. So, that's a good pick. Thank you. I remember you said that. Okay. <laughs> Is it my turn? No, uh, it's Ben's turn. Oh, I have oh, another it's your one. Turn again. 
Oh, that's the start of uh, the poison three. song. What? <sighs> oh, yes, it is. Um, <laughs> I really do like this song, but I'm wishing that I may have moved it down a little further on my list because... Oh, I remember you said that. Yeah, you. Well, I'm, I'm probably going to be <laughs> looking to cut this one, too, just on the strength of some of the other songs that we have. Um, now, I love Warrant. I love Warrant. Mm. Um, and the song is the song is heaven. And again, <laughs> I was really surprised that this was their highest chart topper. They did not have any number one hits on the Billboard Top 100. Yeah. This was the biggest hit they had in terms of where it peaked at number two. I was shocked, shocked <laughs> to learn that Cherry Pie only got to number 10. 10? 10. Wow. It yeah, did not sniff number one. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of that was the content of the song. Yeah, probably. Now, I would imagine if we go back and we look at the MTV Top 10, because this video played like ev- on the hour every hour. Cherry pie, or yeah, the oh, cherry pie. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. But you know, Billboard. And I guess it didn't play as much on on the radio as much as it did on on MTV. And this stuff, is but. this is just on the heels though of all that PMRC stuff and you know um, ratings on the on the albums, the stickers, and and all of that stuff. This isn't too far behind that. Got a picture of your house And you're standing by the door It's black and white and faded It's looking pretty warm See the factory that it worked Silhouetted in the back Silhouetted, that's a big word for glam rock (laughs) (laughs) That's a bonus point I don't I put the beginning in there because I like the transition from this acoustic to the punch. Right here. So this song may not be as, you know, music musically complex as some of the other ones. The lyrics are pretty vanilla. Mm, it's sweet, though. Um, and, you know, Janie Lane had some above-average chops. I oh, mean, my he was, God. He, and a good songwriter. He's Now, he's... But to also be fair, he's not going to be able to compete with Bach or... Miljanko or whatever, but you know he is he is in the top ten fifteen percent I would oh, say of of God, the yeah. of the glam bands. Um, if he had stayed sober, it would have been a whole totally different. Uh, you will, yeah. You know, it would have been a because part. Different. Let's be real. I mean, I'm part of his appeal. I'm sure was those blue eyes. Staring at the, at the, I mean, you know, if you watch the video, it's mostly girls just looking into those <laughs> eyes face to face, you know. So I would imagine if I was a girl, I would think that he was an attractive fella when he was in his prime. I never, I don't know, yeah. Let me so, 
I'll be the judge of it. He, uh... But if if we consider a really good song, one that people enjoy singing, this is a very singable song. It is. And it's one that people know. I mean, you know, yeah. and to me that's that's a pretty good indication. If you if you have a lot of people that know every word to a song, they don't just know the chorus, then that song's got enough to hook a lot of different people to listen to the song several times from start to finish. And this is one of those songs. If you play it in an arena, oh, yeah. there's going to be a lot of people that know every word to that song. Yeah. I have a soft spot for this song because I remember being on a youth trip and we were sitting there and, you know, playing all these songs and they kept going, Heather is it tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, it's, this is not the best Warrant power, power ballad, I feel like... I disagree. Was... That's why I picked this one. No. <laughs> well... You're going to say I Saw Red. It, I am going to say I Saw Red. And I like I Saw Red. But it was released in 1990. But I don't, it's I don't think it's five. better than Heaven. Oh. It's a power ballad. Oh, I think it's superior in I mean, every I, way. Like, I, maybe it's the content of I Saw Red. Yeah. I don't see it as a... This yeah. content is so different than other power ballads. Well, I mean, it's heartbreak. He walks in and okay, so catches. We're, we're kind of getting we're, we're what's bird walking yeah, here a little bit. But what do you think that song's about? What do you think that's a metaphor for? I saw red. When he says I saw red, yeah. When I opened up the door, okay. What what does that mean? I saw red. Anger. Yeah. So that's Fury. what I'm saying. Right. Yeah. That's not, there are not a lot of power ballads about, I'm so mad I see red. You know, that's a really strange content. I know. I think the, like the juxtaposition of that is cool because he's like, I saw red. I didn't need to see his face. It, it doesn't, it's not about him. I didn't need to see his face. I saw yours. I saw red and then I closed the door and I don't think I'm going to love you anymore. And so just but that here's, calm anger is and, scary. And I know we're not talking about, I want to talk. I, I just want to say <laughs> that as as a married man, that would not be my reaction. My reaction would not be, "I'm very angry with you right now, and I'm going <laughs> to shut the door." There's going to be I saw red because I'm yeah. angry, and then there's going to be red because there will be blood. Yeah. So not I don't. Everybody responds to everything, but you don't say, way. "Oh." I'm angry. I'm going to shut this door. Maybe he didn't want to kill them. Maybe he didn't want look good in orange. It would be more like contagious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I... So that has been my, yeah. my, my... I don't know many guys that would respond that way. Yeah. Hmm. That is upsetting. I'm going to shut this door. <laughs> that gonna, is not how I... I'm going to come back. Fun. I'm going to come back. I'm angry right now. I'm in a bad place. We're going to talk about this when I return. Mm. I'm just glad we're discussing this song because I didn't think I'd get to discuss yeah. it on this podcast. That's <laughs> but that outside is, the time frame. That is why heaven is superior. Ooh, no. To that song. Well, anyway, my last pick is Tesla Love Song from 1989. 
is the live video. Amazing guitar solo. exceptional about this song it starts out with this acoustic guitar intro that is so intricate it's almost like a classical guitar um solo it's just the acoustic and then it you know goes into full band but it's this slow build all the way and um Jeff Keith just has this bluesy a little raspy um voice and so there's a lot of restraint that he uses here which i really like um but it builds through that guitar solo into this big anthem like sing along um feel good put your lighters up in the air and um obviously it's about love the whole title is love song but the end you know everybody's just you know, love will find a way and kind of this moment that everybody can have. And so it, it, the kind of the production grandiose quality builds up over time. It doesn't really ebb and flow. It just, it's a, it's a slow, slow burn and people my age really dig it. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. <laughs> so, oh, we it's need It's very to, different than their other stuff. We need to maybe discuss the songs that we did I'd, not. Well, oh, it would, let, it let, would help if I picked my last pick of the. You, oh, you have another one. Yeah. <laughs> if, if I had it three, be, if but, I had three picks to bring to the table too, that'd be great. <laughs> it, would, it would be easier to cut if we only had eight. It would be, but I don't want to cut this last one. <laughs> So we can cut one of y'all. <laughs> All right. So my third pick of the third <laughs> round is Is This Love by White Snake. Oh, I'm glad you got the pick. I like this one. Ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So this is uh, this hit number two on the Billboard Hot 100. It's their second biggest hit after Here I Go Again. Um, David Coverdale is just such a good vocalist. He's so good. 
Um, Classic Rock Magazine ranked it number seven on their top 40 greatest power ballads list. And uh, it's time for a fun fact. Fun fact. Um, he, David Coverdale and John Sykes originally wrote this for Tina Turner. They huh. were going to give it to her. They, they came and they said, that. do you guys have any? That would have been interesting. Yeah, I think she could have done a really good job on it. Um, I wish you would have recorded it at some point. Um, but they came to them and said, hey, Too do you have now. any? Yeah, it is. Ooh. Uh, too, <laughs> too soon. soon. <laughs> yeah. Too soon. Um, it was months ago. But they came to them and they, <laughs> they said, "Do you have any ideas that would work for Tina Turner?" And they went and they wrote this song. But um, I guess I don't know what happened. If she just decided not to take it, or if they said, "No, we're going to keep this one to ourselves." But um, that was kind of the origin of this song, and I enjoy it very much. And that's kind of all I have. <laughs> okay, I made. Okay, oh, I don't. Oh, this has never been done on the podcast, but I've made a huge error. What did but, you do? Uh, well, okay, I had originally drafted. I saw red, but it didn't fit the timeline, so I went. Oh, well, I'm gonna just drop down to the bottom. Because I felt sure that this other song would be drafted. Holy crap. Can I switch it last minute? Or is am I stuck with <laughs> No, I, but what I, did you do? <laughs> we left off Home Sweet Home. Oh. I figured somebody would have it. Can't can't bet on that. <laughs> That's can I just change my love song to Home Sweet Home since nobody else drafted it? And it was my next one. It, I mean, but I figured, no way. You don't, wait, I mean, wait, I don't, wait. So I don't even have to say much about it. Wait. I don't even have to say much about it because it speaks for itself. But it's no. freaking home sweet home. But you, it has to go in there. So you made the conscious choice not to draft because it. I, I, because it was right next, the next one down, I figured for sure somebody drafted it. That's why I didn't draft it in my... T- have you been listening to us draft <gasps> our picks? Oh, my God, y'all... <laughs> This li- this list will be totally broken. I won't you even say here? anything about it. It's almost like putting yesterday <laughs> second when you know it should be first. <laughs> no, it's not. No, no, it's no, It's not no, like no. that at all. No. Cause, yeah, because that was on purpose. <laughs> no, that's true. <laughs> I already well, this was on to purpose, that. too. No. I, yeah, because you I said just, you looked at it, and you said, no, somebody else will draft it. Let me put this other oh, one in. Oh, y'all. That was a tactical error. That man. was, but it's huge. We, I mean, for you talk about the is integrity of the list. Is it huge? Well, yes. Is it, though? Yes. Because let's talk a little bit about Home Sweet Home. Let's go ahead and talk a little bit about Home Sweet Home. <laughs> oh, boy. The worst vocalist, bar none, oh, on the list. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Right. I'm still willing to trade. Can and you just trade it? I don't think it's going to make the top five. I don't mind playing it. Because, I mean, I do like the song. I do too. But I don't think it's going to, I don't think it's going to bump out songs to get into the top five. I don't even care. I don't even care. Because I, I feel like I would be doing an injustice not to have drafted it. Then why didn't you Well, because I thought, <laughs> no, for sure, somebody's, it was in, the, I think I just thought it's in the big list. Of course it's going in. 
Man, that is really bad, isn't it? Oh, he's he's awful. He is even in his prime. He was awful. Huh? He is the worst rock singer in the history of rock singers, in my opinion. But aside from all that, talk about just iconic. And the guitar solo is really really good. And the song, the melody's great. <laughs> Please let me switch it. Our listeners will hate us if we don't. <laughs> it's late, I'm tired, I panicked, and I couldn't do I whoa, saw whoa, whoa. <laughs> I couldn't do I saw So here's my thing. We talk about the integrity of the list a lot. Yeah. I'm also big on the integrity of the process, <laughs> which oh. you literally said. You looked at it and you made the decision not to draft I was, it. It was just in because a hurry. you expected someone yeah, else to really do it. Yeah, I really did. And Ben has done that before. I don't remember what it was about. I remember having this conversation. He was like, "Oh, I thought somebody else would have drafted such and such. I wish I would have put it in my top three. We didn't let them. We didn't let him change it at that point, just because he wished he would have." Here's the here's the <laughs> issue. I need you to understand. I need you to understand that if we allowed you to do this, that. It's not going to go into the top five anyway. Yeah. And so then what you've done is you've taken a Tesla song <laughs> that may or may not have an opportunity to get into the top five, but you've taken that spot off the board for you to get into the top five. So, I mean, I, 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 look, I don't have a problem because I know it's not going to get in the top five. Well, You're, you that's would, kind of broken, too. It's just, it's, I like the song. But it is there. There, I can I can tell you there are at least five songs that are of higher quality than that on the list. This is kind of like the Joni Mitchell thing. Yeah, oh, and man. we didn't get canceled for that. So <laughs> through. Oh. I just thought I, I I saw that it didn't fit the thing. I'm like. Can I make a last minute change? Because it doesn't fit the time frame. I'll just take my last one because I knew it wouldn't get drafted. And let's I go didn't, through your thought process here. I so, just did. I just told you. I know. Why do you think it should go in? Home sweet home. Yes. Because of its I, iconic nature. I think the melody is great. I think the playing. The only thing to me that is not great about it is the singing. Is the lead vocal, but that's the way that I feel about it. one minor piece. Well, they didn't I mean, sing it well. I still love Motley Crue. I love everything about Motley Crue except oh, having to listen to Vince. Yeah, I I'm, but I and it, it could be it it could be an age thing, but I think that people who were like were living that whole era would agree that I mean Home Sweet Home is the power ballad when and you I say should and I the power ballad I know I probably should have drafted it first what do you mean the power ballad like the <laughs> so weird like like the the best power ballad a lot of people would rank it their number one most people would be wrong though well, in your opinion. I mean, yeah. 
It definitely has iconic. Status. I'll leave it up to Beth. I'm just telling you that I will not be voting to put it into the top five if it if it goes in. No. <laughs> okay. All right. For well, reasons already stated. Okay. I messed up. I made a big mistake. It's not that big of a no, mistake. No, because we wouldn't have probably put it in anyway. It's now, really not. Uh, it's not, not up for discussion, I, like, the Carrie Underwood version. Very good. Whoa. Her, okay, you take the one thing that you don't like about the song and you replace it with one of the best the singers same. of the... Ma'am, ma'am. It you is, literally, your only complaint was the vocal. And then you replace that with a great vocal. It doesn't sound the same. The, no, the, it doesn't, but it's better. No, the the music is not the same. <laughs> I mean, I it's love It's basically Underwood. the same. No, but... All right. Anyway. Like... I, I know it's that. too sterile. Here's the thing for me. Like, I know that song. Yeah. And I like the song. And I knew it was in the 80s. And it did not make my top nine. Well, nor mine. Even though I... And I look, I will, give you, I will give you credit that I saw it when I was researching it. It popped up on a lot of lists. I made a tactical error. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. Well. I really don't. Hey, but we've got nine songs. We got nine. Songs. <laughs> yeah, we do now. All right. Ben drafted I Remember You by Skid Row, Love Bites by Def Leppard, Heaven by Warrant. That's strong. <laughs> Heather drafted she, <laughs> She's Gone by Steelheart, Don't Know What You Got Till It's Gone by Cinderella, and Home Sweet, sorry, and Love Song <laughs> by Tesla, <laughs> the eye roll. <laughs> and I drafted Headed for a Heartbreak by Winger. Every Rose Has Its Thorn by Poison, and Is This Love by Whitesnake. I'm really trying to figure you out right now. Why? Okay. You pick Wait, if, She's if, Gone it's not on almost completely on the basis of this guy is, if there is a guy on the list that can compete, compete with Sebastian Bach, yeah. it's this guy. Yeah. I get it. Then you go with... <laughs> Frog in the throat, Cinderella. I think a lot. I think a lot of this is going. And to... then you wanted to go with Vince Neil. It's not about Vince Neil. It's about that particular song. It's I think a lot is, of this is going to come down to like being there through the time period versus. That's ageism. Uh, I guess. I guess that's against the law. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying. <clears throat> so I, we're, we need to go, I guess, and discuss the songs that we did not select. I had, um, I want to know what love is by Foreigner on my list. I also had, is this love on my list? I had always by Bon Jovi on my list. I had every rose has its thorn on my list, which was drafted. Faithfully by Journey was on my list. You're looking at me like that's not a power ballad. I disagree with I you. I debated on on Journey. Like, does that count? Because we talk ourselves into something being a power ballad because it's not the band isn't associated with hair metal, glam yeah. metal. No, whatever, I just don't think it's the a big grandiose production. I think for me it was because I mean it's not really that important, but like for me it was because. That's not a huge departure from a lot of the stuff they do. They have a lot of those. And I felt like power ballads were almost like a, not a one-off, but kind of a more rare thing. 
for these bands, but that I yeah, a lot of them didn't want to do it. You know, yeah. a lot of them didn't even want to do the power ballad, but it was part of the formula. Yeah, for selling a bunch of records. But Journey's like that's kind of their that's not their shtick, but like it's there's a good portion of their songs yeah. that are could be considered power ballads, I guess, if you were going by that. And then my last one is Mama, I'm Coming Home by Ozzy. Which ones did you have? A Home Sweet Home, we know. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> uh, what It Takes by Aerosmith. Mm-hmm. That would have been a better choice than Home Sweet Home. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> I'll Be There For You by Bon Jovi. Also would have been like better. That one. Mm-hmm. You're number one. <laughs> um, and Miles Away. By Winger. I, I prefer it to Head for a Heartbreak. But. Say it with your chest. With I prefer me. it to Head for Thank a Heartbreak. You. Thank you. All right. The songs that I had left. Um, I had I Remember You on my list. Um, Alone by Heart. Had I Want to Know What Love Is by Foreigner. Almost Paradise by Mark Mike Reno and Ann Wilson. Um, I also had Don't Know What You Got Till It's Gone, and then When I See You Smile by Bad English. I'm really surprised that between you two, we didn't get one female power ballad song on there, because I know that y'all, y'all, mm-hmm. there are some heart songs that would qualify. Um, yeah. There's uh, Vixen stuff that would qualify. There's Joan Jett stuff that would qualify. So I'm in a little... Yeah. I, I really thought that we'd get one draft pick from y'all yeah. on that. But. I guess I just didn't put it quite high enough. I had kind of the same problem that you had in the country songs. There were just so many that I got overwhelmed Yeah, with just the sheer volume of songs that I wanted to put on my list. But we do have nine, and now we must cut it from nine to five. <laughs> Working nine to five. I don't care. <laughs> oh my goodness! I'm gonna take my ball and take it home, sweet home. Okay. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, All right. Let's do this. Do we want to eliminate first, or do we want to move songs over first? Are there any we know? Well, I would think we can for sure put "I Remember You" over. I had it number one. It was my number one. I mean, it was my number four, but I really liked the song. Okay. I mean, if it's in everybody's top five, that's a pretty good indication that it's probably going to go over. Let me look at the other ones here. Um, Is This Love was selected. I had Is This Love in my top five. Did you have it in your list? No. Hmm. You had Home Sweet Home in over Is This Love? One million percent. There's no such thing as one million percent. <laughs> <laughs> like, I give a hundred and ten percent. Really? Really? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm looking at other ones. Um, I had. Oh, that's the only other one I had in my top five that y'all drafted. Because I got I actually got my top three. I did too. I remember you love bots in heaven. Hmm. Well, I'm I'm looking at y'all because I don't I, know. Um, where did? Oh, you probably didn't have that either. What? 
Because you also had Every Rose Has Its Thorn. You had Every Rose Has Its Thorn and Is This Love. I had Every Rose Has Its Thorn at number seven, and Is This Love was in my top five. Yeah. Mm. It was I'm number gonna, five. I'm going to... No, go ahead. What? Go ahead. No. I wasn't saying right. anything. No, 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 no. Go ahead. I, I, I think go I'm, ahead with what? I'm ahead of myself. Go ahead. No, sorry. Nobody was going ahead with anything, so I'm confused about how to proceed. Like, were you talking about cutting something? No. We were, we were, that's we were, why I got ahead of myself. I think what we were trying to see is, was there songs, were there any song, any other songs that were high enough on all three of right, our okay, lists yeah. right. that we could so, move over yeah. without a lot of uh, yeah. debate? Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't know that there is, because like she had Is This Love in your top five, I'm assuming. At three. Mm-hmm. I had it in my top five, but you don't have it on your list. So you may put that in a possible move over list, because there, there's two of us that have it in the top five. Okay. Uh, let's see. The, I did not have She's Gone on my list. I didn't either. I didn't figure a lot of people I did not have it. Headed for a Heartbreaker. You had the other winger song on your list. Yes. Um... Don't know what you got till it's gone. I did not have that on my list. I, I had like that, that, but song. it was eight. Uh, what about Love Bites? Did any of y'all have Love Bites on your list? No. No. What about Heaven by Warrant? No, I didn't. And then you have the Tesla song, Love Song. Mm-hmm. I did not have it on my list. Mm-mm. But then Is This Love is the other one. So we, we got a lot of work to do here. A lot of work to do. Is is there anything that we feel like we can cut? Heather, you're looking like there's a song you want to cut. I you're feel just, like you're there's itching a song. to cut. I feel okay. like there's a song that we could cut. Which one? Every rose has its thorn. Ooh. Wait. There's oh. not much power to that power oh, but, ballad. But there's but there's all electric guitar solo in the middle. But for the but by and large, there's not much dynamic about it. It's mostly acoustic guitar. It's not even. Here, here's, here's, here would be my, my pushback to that is that we've got two people with it on their list. And the other thing that we have going that we. Because consistency is <laughs> yeah. important. It's, imp- it's possible, though, for two people to be wrong. It and is. The other person. It is. But unfortunately, <laughs> right. when there's three, the two can be wrong, but still get. Yeah. Their oh, way. no, I know. So, I know. <laughs> But the other part of it is, like, my argument with Warren is one of the things that made it a really good song is that the evidence for that is it's almost universally known. And I would say that Every Rose Has Its Thorn is even more universally known than Heaven and by quite a long, large margin. Yeah, but there were other songs that, like, Sweet Child of Mine, I didn't think counted as a power ballad because, like, the tempo's too fast, for example. There were, but a lot of people would consider it a power ballad. I don't, I don't think, or Wanted Dead or Alive, also kind of considered a power ballad, but. No. Yes, Mm, a lot of people consider it, you know, it's slower tempo and stuff like that. I just don't think of, there are many other songs that should go on the list before Every Rose Has Its Thorn. Am I, just because people know it doesn't even make it good. Wasn't that why you said Home Sweet Home should be able to Oh, be it drafted? is good. <laughs> okay. I'm not ready to cut that. I'm, I'm not. That is arguably 
the most iconic power ballad of the decade. No way. Well, I'm not saying it's the best by any means, but I'm saying from an iconic nature, there may not be a more famous power ballad from the 80s than Every Rose Has Its Thorn. I disagree. More famous that people know as, every line to? As far well, as we talk about standing the test of time a it's lot. It's easy on this. to know because there's nothing to it. That's maybe the genius of the song. No, I think it's just not very good songwriting. They made a lot of money off of that. Band. Yeah, well, a lot of people make a lot of money off a lot of crap that is crap. I, I'm I'm not in, in in a place to get ready to cut it yet, especially since we have so many songs or we have so few songs that are on multiple lists. It's hard to get me to a place where I'm ready to cut one that's on two lists. I understand your argument. I mean, from a complexity standpoint and a musicianship standpoint, but <laughs> and a vocal standpoint. I mean, the vocal's like, not that bad. It's better than. Oh, well, I'm gonna I'm keep a, bringing it up. Yeah. It's I'm better not, than you're Sweet never Al. gonna hear me say that I think that Vince Neil did a good vocal. You're not gonna ever hear me say that. But I think all of the other parts. Luckily, Motley Crue is greater than the sum of its parts. Cause let me give you the the let me give you the opposite of that. Okay. Like when I'm looking at the list, you're not gonna like this at all. The song I would cut is "She's Gone," because to me that's the, insane. Because to me, the only thing it's got going for it is the vocal. Did oh, you hear that guitar solo? Allow me to read you the lyrics. Oh no. <laughs> She's gone. Uh huh. Out of my life. Uh huh. I was wrong. I'm to blame. I was so untrue. I can't live without her love. In my life, there's just empty space. All my dreams are lost. I'm wasting away. Forgive me, girl. Lady, won't you save me? My heart belongs to you. Lady? <laughs> lady? Hey, lady. Can you forgive me <laughs> for all I've done to you? Lady? Oh, lady. Is he done with the ladies? Maybe. She's gone out of my life. Oh, she's gone. I find it so hard to go on. Anyway, you get the point. There's literally like not any words more than two syllables. Okay, well, cut the guy some slack. He's mother effing Croatian. <laughs> For starters, he's singing in a foreign language to him. I'm, and the mm. way that he delivers the vocal, you're sitting there, oh, it's very important to deliver it the is. vocal. And it that is. is a expertly delivered Vocal. It doesn't matter if he's maybe the best vocal. Maybe the best vocal on the deal, of all that we've done. Okay. The rest of the song is subpar. You are on crack. You need to put the crack pipe down. I mean, we're all entitled to our opinions. I'm just telling you. I'm. I'm. I have thusly given you mine. Okay. (laughs) Fantastic. I'm just saying. That's wrong, but so you're saying you like you would cut it? Um, if I was going to list my top five based on the five that we have in front of us, it would not be in my top five. That's what I'm saying. Well, like my top five would be well, I mean my three songs because they were my top three, right? 
And then I would go with probably, in all honesty, honest, with honesty is the word I'm looking for, probably um, is this love, and then it would be between every rose has its thorn and don't know what you got till it's gone. Those would be my five. So I've got six that like I would, I would prefer. Um, but a lot of that is I don't really know the Tesla song that well. Full disclosure. And so, maybe it's just really, really good. It is really, really maybe good. really, really good. I don't know. But Did you listen to it for the podcast? No. <laughs> <laughs> Your lack of response is, is a, a response. response. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think it was going to get selected. Yeah, well. <laughs> oh, uh-huh. neither did she. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, it was your ninth pick. Yeah. I, Can we just cut that? I told you that I panicked. And so I, you didn't even want I made, No, I made, a, I made a tactical error at the very beginning because... Honestly, I, I I gambled and I lost. And then I was like, what happened here? Because I didn't put Home Sweet Home in. And I thought, well, somebody's going to pick that for sure. So I wanted another song in the conversation. And then when I saw that I couldn't have I Saw Red, I just panicked and said, I'll just take the last one. Should have learned the lesson from Joni Mitchell. Yep, I should have. So, But, but this was your ninth. But... You gotta understand when I make my list, my my lists are more fluid. Anyway. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, as far no no no. Listen, my songs are on a spectrum. No, as far as <laughs> how much I like them, it it they're gonna I change my order. So where if you if you were to reorder them right now, where would you put that song on your list? <laughs> Love song. Yeah. Number three. Honestly, <laughs> with uh, full disclosure, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know. I'm I'm so flustered right now. But I wouldn't cut it, and I'd be. Can I? I don't. You'd be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> if if you put in every rose has its freaking thorn <laughs> over love song, that is insane. And I hope people boop, call in and complain. But it was your not. I know it was my ninth pick, but the thing is, just like Ben said last episode, I could have had 30 songs on this list. I know, but you said, you literally said, oh, I knew it wasn't going to get picked. So if you know it's not going to get picked, no, I knew that that none of you would have it on your list. Oh, she didn't think you wouldn't get picked, but I thought you meant it's not going to get picked for the top five. I was like, no, I meant that I knew that none of y'all would pick it, so it wouldn't be something that would mess up. Mess with y'all's list. (laughs) Okay, that makes more sense. But that's the one I would. Because these top nine, like in the grand scheme of things, are still like in the. Like the list is so long, it's like having them in the top 10%. That sucks. Okay, so. (laughs) (laughs) Now what? If you could cut one song, what would you cut? Every rose has its thorn. Oh yeah. If you could cut one song, what would you cut? Love song. Ugh. That would be the second one I would be most likely to cut. What's the? Still heart would be the first one that I would cut. 
What in the world? Did you listen to the Steelheart song? Oh, yeah, no. I knew that, I one. Knew that one. I mean, I say I knew it, but I mean, I, I, yes, I, I am aware of that one. Okay, what what about let's talk about the criteria. How mm-hmm. wh- how does this not fit and exceed all of the criteria that we have for a power ballad? Which one are we talking about? Steelheart. But okay. we're not on that. We're not trying to cut that one right now. <clears throat> oh, okay. We're talking about Tesla right now. Okay. <laughs> how does it she not said, fit all the Okay. <laughs> let's talk about it. Well, let's see. It wasn't on my list. Was it on your list? No. It was nine on your list. Barely on your list. <laughs> because it only had nine spots. Heather, this is one where I think you're just going to have to eat it. Ugh. Eat it. So you messed up. I did. And it's not our fault. And I feel like I feel like you know you're you're upset with us because you made a mistake. No, I'm upset with y'all because y'all like stupid songs. But. Um, <laughs> All right. You're you're worked up over the fact that every rose has its thorn has a legitimate chance to get moved over. Yeah, and love song doesn't, which is stupid. Stupid. Should draft it higher. Well. I would like to go back and just have a redo of this whole category, but I'm outvoted. Yes, you are. So, <laughs> so we can move that to the off list. Okay. All right. Um what what's the next song you would cut? <laughs> After After Every Rose Has a Storm. Yeah, I don't what uh Love Bites, Heaven, She's Gone, Don't Know What You Got, Headed for a Heartbreak, Every Rose is This Love. Like it Um Probably Heaven. I, I and I I I knew it wasn't as strong as some of the other ones. Are you okay with that? Yeah. Okay. All right. Now what? Because I mean, I I had even mentioned that I wish I had drafted. We only need to cut else. one more. We only have to cut one Wait, more. That my math can't be right. One, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah. No way. <gasps> no, sorry, because no. One, two, three, four. No, we need to cut two. Sorry, we have two spots. Okay. F- four spots left. I forgot we moved so, one over. The, Are we just going to continue this trend? What would the, you the cut? Two, the, <laughs> what would you cut next? It, the Hit two that I'll just the <laughs> two that I would cut if it were me. And I know it's not just me. We're a team. But the two that I would cut would be She's Gone by Stillheart and Headed for a Heartbreak by Winger. Those would be the two that I would cut. I really like best other two songs. Um, but yeah, I really like "Headed for a Heartbreak." But I and I and I do like the Cinderella song a lot. I think it's. I think that one's one of the more well known. Right. What two would you cut? You would cut Every Rose Has a Thorn and what's the other one? A Warrant, which we've just we cut. We just cut. So well, what's the, the other one, one you would cut? What's the next one you would cut? 
Think on that. Beth, what okay. two would you cut? I mean, obviously, I would want my three in. So, that. So. wait. We need, it's mine plus one. We need four top four songs. The two we would cut. Yeah, what two what song oh, okay. would you cut? Um, I would cut <laughs> Love Bites and She's Gone. I have a bad feeling that lo- that she's gone's not gonna. She's gonna be gone. <laughs> I think. I think. I think she's gone. <laughs> oh. Well, I'm. Listen, I'm gonna get outvoted. It's a numbers game. I get it. But <laughs> this this crap. Is absolute lady, won't you crap. save me? My heart belongs to you. What? Okay, what lady, can you can sing you in Croatian? What can you <laughs> sing? For all I've done to you, lady. Oh, lady. Can you just sing law on what he's singing? Law, law. Oh, like no, can you no, no, like notes? he does. Huh? Can oh, you no. don't even have to say anything. You can just Mm-mm. do random vowels. Okay, then no, I can't. Then I can't do it at all. then you don't need to be talking about the lyrical content to this song. Yeah, it's a it's simple, easy lyrics. You got that right. Love bites, love bleeds. It's bringing me to my knees. Oh, well, do do we want to compare the lyrics? Do we want to? Do is that is that the route you want to go? I'm I'm willing to pull up the lyrics. I know the lyrics. I do too. (laughs) Oh man. So let's compare. You just let's said com- at the beginning of this thing, it's a, a really powerful vocal is what's most important to me. Well, obviously okay. not. She's gone. Is, is every rose has its thorn still in this conversation? The first, the first, the first line. When you make love, do you look in the mirror? Who do no, you think the, of? No, Does no. it look like me? I know what the words the first, are. The first line to she's gone is she's gone. Love bites. When you make love, do you look in the mirror? Which one's more complex? Next line, out of my life. Love bites. Who do you think of? Does he look like me? What does that have to do with well, You're anything. the one who said, well, compare the lyrics to love bites. Well, that's what I'm no, doing. I'm just and saying that those aren't. It is clearly a much more complex. Well, lyric. let's go back then and take a love song off the cut list and let's look at those what? lyrics. I mean, it. That's dumb. I receive what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> so we're cutting still the still heart song. Is that what we're doing? I mean, I would. I vote. To Y'all cut had a whole, a whole like a literal whole fight. <laughs> <laughs> about criteria, and now you are throwing the criteria completely out the window. Now we're—I mean, because now we're back on—we're just on preferences and stuff. And no. but well, you—the criteria is the most important thing. But we talked about in, the criteria. to get into the top five. Then I, it's the best song, right? But we're ignoring the criteria to get the five into the thing. I. 
I don't think that I, but, I but, like his voice. I think he's great. But and that's it's the very only impressive. part of the criteria that it really hits more than the other songs. Right? And it's kind of like a what? The vocal? Yeah. I mean, the musicianship is not like superior to the. Did you listen to, to the, the guitar solo? I mean, I wasn't like no, super. No, you didn't impressed. listen to I it. Did. So if you didn't I listen, I did. To but it. I mean, I wasn't like. I wasn't super impressed. Over C.C. DeVille's guitar solo? Don't give me. Oh, okay. He was classically and, trained. Oh, dude. <laughs> I cannot. Thank you very I much. Then he learned to play the violin or something? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm outvoted. I know this. I just want you to say that, well, we're not going by the criteria that we set at the beginning of the episode. That was your criteria. I didn't say I had to agree with you. Your criteria. criteria. You said your biggest thing was an amazing yeah, that's vocal. True. But I didn't say I was going to like completely ignore everything else. <laughs> But all other things being equal. But they're not. All other things are in favor of the other so, songs on So the, list. the musicianship on Every Rose Has Its Thorn is superior to what? Oh, you got me there. Okay. I'm just asking for an example. But there, there is a... <laughs> there's a level of... I guess, and maybe maybe it is the iconic nature of that song is playing to me on that. But I just I go back to thinking if that many people know every single word to a song, well, because it's not much to it. No, that's not it. Now, well, you we know talked that's about that. With know that who put the dog? Who let the dogs out? Is popular too, but it's you know piece there are more words to that. Yeah. I mean, there are real verses there. in this song. So, I don't know. I mean, it's, and then we have the issue of it was on two lists and that was only on one list. All right, make your list. I would tell you where my vote is. I don't know. I mean, you've got your vote. Beth, what's your vote? On what? Still Heart. Oh, I thought we already did it. I already crossed it. Oh, okay. There you go. <laughs> so I was confused while we were still talking okay, about it. Okay, so now we have one. Oh, oh okay. We I didn't know cut. it was done. So we got to cut one more. Correct. What's okay, left? So it, let's, let's all put one name in the, in the kitty. <laughs> what? One, one song in the kitty to cut, and then we'll, oh. we'll select from those three. Okay. Does that sound fair? Yeah. Okay. Of the ones that are left, I would cut um, the winger song. Okay. I don't even know what's left. Love Bites, Don't Know What You Got, Headed for a Heartbreak, Every Rose is This Love. Every Rose <laughs> has its mother-effing thorn. But it doesn't, right? Because we have uh, some doll Shut uh, up. <laughs> roses that... Thornless roses Sorry. that come from Germany. So, yeah, so it's not even... It's not even... Hmm. Factually correct. I guess I would cut Love Bites. Gosh. You could have made this real easy if you would have selected. Just cut my own? No. If you just selected the... The Cinderella song? 
The, I, the, the last, I have oh. three left. I wouldn't cut my own. Oh. I'm not really for that. I mean, like, if that's what y'all decide on, then that's what y'all decide on. But. Um. So. We've got. You're not coming off every rope. That's I you're, am you're, not. you're dying on that hill. I am dying on that hill. And oh. so you are going to try to cut love bites. Not anymore. Now she's going to get mad. She's going <laughs> she to cut. Don't know what you got. No. Um, I mean. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you want to cut headed for a heartbreak, Ben? That's the one that I if if I was gonna cut one that's that's the one that I would cut. <sighs> I mean I don't really want to because I feel like musically it's very good. Um, but if, talking here, about checking the, boxes, I feel like it checks boxes. Here's but. the the big picture for you mm-hmm. might be. If you went ahead and you cut every rose has its thorn, you get your number one into the list for sure. But I don't know that I feel like the list should not have every rose has its thorn. So if I have to give up my number one for that song to be on there, I'm okay with that because it's much more well known. And I feel like, I mean, it's not a, it's not a better song. I don't think. Um, but I don't know. It's, I mean, it's every rose has its thorn. And then we talk about sometimes the obvious thing is the obvious thing for a reason. Whether or not it's, we say that all the time. Don't shake your head. No, <laughs> that's what mean, we say. I, I know it's the obvious thing, but it's not, not, this is not the time. <laughs> Well, just because you don't like it, but I mean, like we talked about this with bubblegum, like just because it's simple doesn't mean that it's bad. It's just not as complex as some of the other ones on the list, but this is not most complex 80s power ballads. Sometimes it is bad. Well, look, it's not my fault you drafted bad. This happened to me. This has happened to me before. Didn't draft well. And I made bad decisions on my top stuff. That's fine. But like you're now you're. You're being pet. You're pulling it no, yesterday. I d- that song is not a good representation of 80s power ballads. I would have cut it if I had all three of mine in there. It is one of the most popular representations of 80s Sometimes power ballads. Sometimes crap gets popular. It, that's. I'm just telling you, I think it's a crap song. Popular, okay. yes. Okay. I'm one of what do you think? I mean, if you're still asking me what I would cut, it would still be the the (laughs) winger song. song. (laughs) So Um, now, if if (laughs) if if we're gonna be like realistic about this, and she's not gonna get off every rose has its thorn. Then one of us is going to have to. I'm the basically I'm the swing vote on my own songs, my own two songs, essentially. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. Then we'll. Dang, I hate to do that. I really like that riff, but I'll cut headed for a heartbreak. And we have the list. 
Well, we don't have a ranked list. <laughs> no, not yet. <laughs> Which has caused some issues in the past. Uh, love bite. Oh, crap. This is... <laughs> one, two, three. Where's the other one? Oh, don't know what you got. According to Dave's music database, <laughs> Every Rose Has Its Thorn is the best power ballad of all time. Interesting. Dave's music database. <laughs> okay, Dave. Followed by I Want to Know What Love Is by Foreigner. Hmm. I, I like Dave. That one. Okay. Is he peer reviewed? I'm pretty sure not. <laughs> no. No. All it's, right. It's at blogspot.com. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we have a top five. Let's, <laughs> we can do this. All right. I remember you. Every rose has its thorn. Is this love? Love bites and don't know what you got till it's gone. I remember you is a clear number one. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Okay. And now we're back where we were <laughs> for the last 30 minutes. Um, okay. Ben, where did you have Is This Love? It was I in your top had, five also? Uh, I believe it was number five. Is This Love was number five for me. I mean, that's two in the top five. I mean, that's the closest that we got on any other thing. How much do you dislike Is This Love? I mean, I don't dislike it. I just don't have an opinion very much on it. So, so like, where are you like, are, like, are you like opposed to it being number two on the strength of it being in two top fives on the list? No. Okay. <laughs> We're already at a weird place. This is so. funny. By that logic, the other song that was on two lists. <laughs> every <laughs> rose has a song. I. I'll give you that. It, it might not be the best next best song on the like list. Like if we're going by best song, yeah, yeah. We have love bites. Every rose has its thorn. And what's the other one? Don't know what you got till it's gone. I think love bites is the best song on my list on the, of those three, personally. And then because I mean, now if we're doing it by best song, which yeah. is you know right, if we they get into the criteria, if now if it's the best song, I feel like it should go love bites. Don't know what you got. And then every rose has its thorn. Like I feel like every rose got it has its thorn got in on the basis of its iconic nature. Yeah. And not the strength of the song. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. I'm okay with that. What, well, what would you? What would you I do? Mean, you clearly, would it would be five for you? Mm-hmm. But where would you would you put? I would switch. The you would you would put four. the Cinderella song. So you're the swing Ooh. vote on the Cinderella love bites, Beth. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, do I have to give you my reasoning or can I just say it? Just say it. Okay. Cool. Um, I would do Love Bites, then don't know what you got. Say it. <laughs> it's a list. <laughs> <laughs> All right, our final ranking of best 80s power ballads. I Remember You by Skid Row, Is This Love by White Snake, Love Bites by Death Leopard, Don't Know What You Got Till It's Gone by Cinderella, and Every Rose Has Its Thorn by Poison. Wow. The best ones ever. (laughs) (laughs) So we want to thank everybody. I would like to apologize to everyone over 40. You know, (laughs) most people don't analyze music the way that we do. So they're like, ooh, I really like that song. Yeah. That's the way most people are going to look at it. Sometimes we think too much, I think. Maybe so. 
Regardless, thank everybody for listening out there. Again, find us on social media platforms. Um, did we mention that earlier? The ones I that think, before. So, I think we did. yeah, I know it's. We're on Instagram, Twitter, and uh, <laughs> Facebook. So find us there. We'd love to interact. If you have some topics that you would like for us to use, please send those our way. We have taken requests before. We love requests um, because that's a, that's another way for fans to interact with us. So also subscribe, follow, like, share, leave reviews, ratings, et cetera, et cetera. We would really appreciate that. Help us grow the podcast, and we'll see you in two weeks. Thanks for joining us on the Music List Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. She almost had it. <laughs>